it is what's up gotcha podcast in the cut uh what's my name the telesis as a subtle podcast and uh yo so this is my first what's the series called uh best projects you've heard i've heard this week not that you've heard because if you heard them then it wouldn't really make any sense for me to make them uh so i'm lazy i'm incredibly lazy i've listened to albums since the last one i've done was like maybe late august uh, i've listened to music since late august but i just haven't gotten around to doing this it's, it's kind of hard to listen to an album give concise thoughts all the way through and then reproduce most of this for me i just ingest so much um i'm gonna say much so much new music because i don't but i i i, I like throwing new music with then i like throwing some old music on in the k and then i just get lost in the, the old shit you know uh, I listen to a lot of old shit, and I need to start like just refreshing my taste and getting out the past more. But one moment in a particular album that's recently come out, and I think if you've listened, well, there's two albums that I think are really big that just recently came out in hip-hop. But this one is more of a banger-slash-trap-type. And one moment production-wise that not a lot of people appreciate, or not enough people appreciate, I heard it, and it made me get back to the sticks. So I'm here, and um, let's get on with the show. We call him a mouse. I got lots of strikes. I my niggas shice. You can roll the dice. You might lose your life. Keep my desert eagle on me. Ain't not nothing nice. I just need one clock. Nah, I just need one mic. So we are back after that short pause, and after that lovely intro by Twenty One Savage. That was I am I was, but this album I'm referring to is Savage Mode Two. The sequel to Savage Mode 1, 2016. Uh, I believe that many would attest that Savage Mode 1 was a SoundCloud classic. I mean, many people consider it a SoundCloud album. Um, and most people consider it very good. I mean, it's a very good album. Um, I liked it. I listened to it in its entirety for the first time to listen to this album. And I think that, I mean, it's good. Like, it, he, he has such a menacing flow, I think, that a lot of people, you know, kind of want to bunch him in with all the other artists. But with that that certain greatness he can get to, there's not many people that can get down to that level, get down to the trenches like uh, Sir Savage here. Um, and then a big part of what made this album work so well is X. That's uh, one of the bigger songs of 2016. One of the bigger songs of 2017. <laughs> Just a huge track. Um, you know, stunting on my ex chick. Classic hook. Uh, the rest of the song, the rest of the tape goes under the uh, radar for the most part. Uh, I liked other songs, you know, Bad Guy, uh, Mad High. <laughs> Not intentionally rhyming. Uh, no Heart was another a single as well, but that was solid. Um, if I can pull up, let me see if I can pull up my, uh, yeah, Feel It also had, liked uh, Savage Mode. The first four were really good. And uh, listen to this, you know, I realized 27 times more lyrics than I initially thought. Uh, I am, I was, was very introspective. Uh, certainly comparison to Savage Mode 1, but definitely a little bit more introspective than his usual lane. And I feel this project here, Savage Mode 2, goes back into that quote-unquote savage uh 
rhythm that we got with the previous project. And some people may not like it. I thought it was fun. You know, I thought that lane is where I think he has, is his most different. Um, I think that I Am I Was was a great project. So it's, it'd be far for me to say that like, he can't be introspective or that is something he should pursue because he is a very lyricist, um, you know, a, a lyricist trap artist. He is what, that is what he is. If you want something a little bit higher than Modern Lil Uzi or Nav, you got Kodaks and 21 Savages. Those are who you go to. And this one right here, that's not going to be for your lyricists. This one is very good, very witty, um, but it, you know, it's also simple. It's simple trap music. It's, uh, someone's probably they blood spilled music. And that's fun. It, it's pushy. Pu- <laughs> trying to say like he says it. Pussy. Um, restated as about as much as, if not more, than the Metro Boomin tags throughout this project. Uh, another theme that follows this project quite often is Morgan Freeman, who is um, in the same lane as T.I. on Days Before Odeo or Common on Man in the Moon. He is a narrator for this project. And unlike most of those guys, uh, this is very brazy, uh, very brazen, and it adds a lot of flair to some of these. Listen, Snitches and Rats, I don't know, I'm not even a big, major big fan of that song. I thought it was cool. That was solid. Um, I think there's only so many times I can hear like guys or, or Master Splinter before I'm like, okay, 21, let's move on from that bar. But i like nudies i like nudies verse on that but i really like morgan freeman um and his closing out the project is also very good this is a good project this is product production wise a fantastic project i would say i forgot like my thing was i thought without warning i thought it was gonna be a sequel without warning because he also metro Woman also did that project but apparently that wasn't that wasn't how it went. This was something else. You, you know what's crazy? Not All Heroes War Capes came out two years ago. That's fucking crazy. That was his first album that he was on in like two years, right? Well, a, a whole year. Okay. But like he was so saturated that him taking off an entire year and now waiting two years to do this. Metro Movement has slowed his production quite a, quite a bit since becoming, you know, basically the biggest artist out there. I mean, the Metro Drums, the 808s, were uh, one of the most prominent production styles you saw from most people that were producing in 2016 and 17. And a lot of artists, Nav, uh, I think Big Sean, um, obviously 21 Savage, pretty much any Atlanta artist was using this guy very fervently. It's kind of crazy to see that he's become so sparse nowadays, but I mess with it. Uh, and he brings some of his best heaters to this. Uh, the thing that got me more than anything. And shout out to, I got a shout out to the album covers. I'm out here reading. The album cover is hard as hell. You got pen, pistols, cash, money, shit. You know, I fuck with that. Uh, there was a Bleacher Report um, edit with Jimmy Butler and Tyler Harrow after game three, which is just incredible. Um, even more incredible. So you get to, you go from No Op Left Behind, which is a great track, to Rip Love, 
<laughs> and he leads in with the um I don't know what the original sample is, but I'm going to presume that he got it from Taken in Blood by Nas. Uh, and let me just tell you something right now. That shit is amazing. That's the first, like... That is honestly probably the first beat on here. Like, there's, there's some other good beats. And some ones I just didn't, like, really, you know, go over too often. Like, listening to them. Like, Stepping on Niggas, Many Men. Very, just well-produced songs. Uh, Missed It Right Now. A ton of work. I just didn't listen until I got to that point. When I fucking heard Take It In Blood sample... Apparently the initial uh, sample is fantastic for messed up moods and attitudes. Uh, but <laughs> when I heard "Take It in Blood" sample, oh my god, dog, that shit was. I mean, the sampling by Metro Boomin's whole project was just, which is great. There were a few times that I really did listen. Uh, fantastic. The. As I see the uh, the reviews have been great. Eighty one on Metacritic, and that's with. Pitchfork and rap reviews hate like motherfucking cocksuckers. Um, this, this is at least a 7 out of 10. Like, is it repetitive lyrically? Yes, it is. This is not his, um, you know, just run the mill. Like, you know, this is the best one once I have lyricism. But I think it's fantastic. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's fantastic. Metro Boomin does intro, Glock in my lap. They said uh, Zaytoven helped with R.P. Love, right? Is Zaytoven helping that? Okay, that makes sense. Um, not to say that Metro couldn't do it by himself, but there was some, some cooking on that one. Uh, I think we should wrap this up here. Uh, really just fantastic project. Some of the best songs. I mean, this is 15 songs. I I don't know how I feel about being 15 songs, but at the same time, like, this is definitely a lot of songs I would revisit. Uh, Miss It Right Now is going to be one of the bigger songs this year. Yeah, 21 Savage doesn't trend amazing well for the reason. Like, he has his big, he has, like, really big ones every album, and then, like, the rest of them kind of just get lost in the sauce. So maybe Mr. Right Now would be his big one. Uh, usually his big songs do include features, and the only other possibility would be Rich Nigga Shit with Young Thug, and I, I doubt that one. Um, and someone tell me, did um, Rich Nigga Shit, is that offset on that on that song? So I feel like before it turns between 21 Savage to Thug, there's like a bar by Offset on there. And I can't call it, but I'm... Quintavious Thomas, Young Nudie. They said Young Nudie helped write on that track? They said Nudie helped write on that track. I don't know if he... I don't know what he did on there. Maybe he wrote... Thug's verse. I guess that's something I could guess. Maybe th maybe he'll write Thug's verse. Uh, but yeah, just many men. You gotta see. You gotta listen. Many men. Brandon Draco is really fun. Uh, no out left behind. I, I like. Uh, Said and done is probably the closest thing to like introspective you'll get on this project. Uh, closest thing to I am I was on here and RP Love. Of course, you gotta listen to that. All in all, probably. Probably seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I think that maybe an eight would be a reach, but probably the best non-introspective hip hop project I've heard this year. I, I can't really think of anything that's in the same will. A lot of people say Eternal Take or um, 
I can't even call it that. It, it's not worthy of love versus the world, too. It's definitely not worthy of that title, but I'm not the biggest fan of Eternal Otaki, so this would probably be my number one, but just let me know, and uh, I got more albums. I got two more albums to come, so let me get to those right now. Alright, so Blonte says, I'm going to give you three seconds to answer. If you don't answer three seconds, I'm sending your IP to the fucking Gimp from damn, uh, what's that shit called? <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction. No edit, no no second take. We're doing it right now. You got three seconds. Is that the, I don't want to say it in any kind of order because you might guess, what variant of the sample from Drive By do you think that is? You think it's the one that was recently made? You think it's the one that was made three years, four years ago? One, two, three. And here's the thing. I guarantee you, just like a blind Coke versus Pepsi taste, it's whatever you don't think it is, more times than not. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what you guess. They're going to tell you what it is, and you're just, they're just going to lie. But I promise you, that is the OG tape, the OG sample of Drive By Castle Buyers. Is it moderately different? Yes. But for the amount that people complain about these things, that's not a huge difference. So shout out to the team that I believe it was actually the same people that produced the original um, sample for Stranger Things, Castle Buyers, we was called. I believe they helped rework it with. Um, you know, golf boy click team that helped do help in the first place. I think they helped to recreate the sample, and just to do that via your ear and not going to use the same stems exactly. I mean, that's very impressive to me. I thought it, it sounds verbatim. I need like really. I listened to. Let me just preface with this: I wasn't a big Peep fan before Peep died. I will say that I knew of him. I didn't literally like like him much. But then you know, I got to come over when you're sober. You know, it came out about the same month he died. Good. Really good. Loved it. Loved it a lot. So I went back to listen to other stuff. Um, I really liked Parts of Cry Baby. Usually the ones were solo parts. His, some of the weed carries he had a golf boy click. Wasn't the biggest fan of those dudes. Um, Hellboy, I feel like, is the best, to me, the best mix between that quote-unquote mixtape peep that many people gatekeep for and commercial peep this was a guy that looked like a superstar coming up this is to me this is like the album when i looked at this and compared it to things like cry baby and some of his other joints that i honestly just kind of breezed through uh <laughs> some of the other eps and shit um i really thought that this set this guy up to be a superstar and this looked like more of an album it was clean it was well done uh, the audio level sound way better than last other songs. Uh, mixing, mastering, all this. I mean, this is professional shit. Even before it got into Spotify. And I think a lot of these songs gave you a direction of how he could really make hits. And it starts with Drive-By. Drive-By is a hell of a hook. Peep's hook game, even before this very good hook game. But from this point on, I mean, this hook game was even the, the unreleased joints of the you know, the Lucy's he had, like, um, the one with, that came out with, I believe, Marshmallow, Spotlight, Great Hook, uh, Come Over When You're Sober Part 2, Amazing Hooks, Runaway, Sets With My Ex, Leaning Back In My Seat, 
uh, lines. I mean, you can keep them on going. Just amazing hooks. And drive up. Listen, one of the best hooks I think I've ever heard. And I don't know why I didn't play this song more back in the day. I don't know. I've had this album downloaded for like, what, three years now? I think yeah, it's been going for like three years. I think I had this whole discography downloaded like as of November 2017. And a couple of songs I've heard on Spotify and stuff like that since then. But the song they played when I crashed, I know that's one of his bigger songs, I just didn't listen to it that much. That is a fucking incredible hook. I mean, not just hook, but the verse, the whole performance he has. I didn't, I thought Tracy's was kind of, yeah, but it's hard to come after what Pete did. I think they maybe should have, like, did one hook, Tracy's verse, and have Pete close. Uh, but what they did with it was fucking phenomenal. That I mean, Pete, Pete fucking killed that song. And then you got Cobain, uh, played a shot of this song before. Cobain, another fantastic hook. Uh, Cobain got, I'm thinking about Gucci Mane. Um, fuck, I'm trying to remember the hook to Cobain. Let me look it up real quick. Gucci Mane also was a, was also a very good hook. Uh, listen, I, I, a lot of what I like, little Peep. Oh, I just fell in love with a bad bitch telling me that she loved me too, baby. I'm not having it. Sniffing cocaine because I didn't have no activist. Smoking propane with my click and all the bad bitches. So I'll be cocaine. They can say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with that. I fuck with cocaine too. I wish they um didn't release on Everybody's Everything, which is like a compilation of some of his more important Lucy's. They should just left it for this. They knew they were going to do this. But um, yeah, that's a really good ass song. This is actually like, this is a way better Tracy verse than on um, the song they played. I'm a Miss American Eagle with some rap flowing. I got a bad bitch who was good to me. They, like, yeah, I fucked with this way more than uh, the song they played from from Tracy's perspective. Uh, and as we get to a certain point, this um, I, I will say like kind of after interlude, well after Worlds of Play, really, I kind of just get kind of uh, on it, you know, like it's still some solid performances by him, but like. First of all, I fucking hate Kirkley Goop. I mean, I, there's some songs by him individually that like I can like stomach, but his fucking voice really just it, it just fucking drains me. Uh, Horsehead's another one of the peeps. That's, I think this is a song I fuck with from Peep, but then like Horsehead like a fucking like one minute and like twenty second like performance, and I just whew. God, wait, man. Um. And the rest of these, like, I, a lot of people love, like, some of these songs from this point. Like, some of his more popular songs are We Think Too Much. Uh, and Walk Away is a door center. I'd say I would like that one quite a bit, too. Walk Away is a door Like, so I think the thing with Pete that you got to just appreciate is how much his vocal performance really matters. Uh, the lyricism, I mean, he could say the same shit that he, you heard him say in another song just about almost verbatim. But the performance is going to give you a one song versus the other, kind of to me, you know, what is what makes Pete work. Like if you can't really fuck with the fact that I just got the girl, the, the girl's head in my head. It's where he goes, girls. I like I like the hook on that too. I just couldn't heart that in my Spotify because fucking horsehead. I he just I fucking hate horsehead. Um, from a rapper perspective, not from like a personal like. Production. He can produce. He can't rap or make music that involves his saying words. But yeah, uh, Walkway's Door Slams. I love this. I love that one too. Um, and you just read like if you look at the the little documentaries and and 
snippets they put out there, video snippets of other people explaining the process that went into this. You read the you know, genius. You record his vocals crazy. You record three notes, one to the left, one to the center, one to the right, from singing softly, the one higher and one higher. They'd be stacked a lot of different layers of his vocals. I mean, this is a thing, man. Uh, the song they play on a crest of the wall and walk away to door slams, Charlie Shuffler. Yeah, Charlie Shuffler did produce this, didn't he? I know he produced, um, fuck, what was it? Was it Gucci Man? He produced, I think he produced Gucci Man. He produced a couple ones on there. This one Charlie Shuffler trying to fuck with Heavy, but I can't remember the, the uh, title. He didn't, fuck, he didn't produce this one. But uh, this is another one I fuck with Heavy from Charlie Shuffler. And that's uh, with Peep, but I think, is it, is it, it's not, it's yesterday. It's not Big City Blues. It's off of, uh. He, he produced uh, two songs off of Cry Baby. At least Big City Blues and Yesterday. I fuck with Yesterday, not Big City Blues. But, uh, all I said. It's Gucci Man. He produced Gucci Man. And then the Charlie Shuffler uh, outro to that. And that was really badass to me. I loved I loved Gucci Man. Uh, Charlie Shuffler is just great at what he does. You gotta love Charlie Shuffler. So, yeah, this. I just so I want to close out with saying that I love Peep's ability to just like understand the 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 deep parts of of doing recording vocals like really getting vocals down packed. A lot of SoundCloud dudes never understand like how to like the this I think Peep like even like missed and masters them his own shit from time to time. From what I remember watching in the little Hellboy series, they had like twenty minute video uh, on YouTube understanding like having that music comprehension that i want my vocals to like sound you know varied and and and, and not just plastic like i just i just record then boom i just put it out there how it is him understanding that be able to execute that himself versus like with it it's had to have like john cunningham and um you know i don't know what the fuck people like like pump and, and perp do i guess they just kind of like put out shit and hopefully it sounds good but him understanding exactly what he wants to do that shit, you can tell when his vocals, like, that shit matters so much. Some of his refrains and his, his voice, voice, voice cracking would not work if he didn't understand how to execute what he wanted to do with his music. Um, very raw and guttural artist. Probably going to be his more appreciate, most appreciated mixtape, along with being his most appreciated album. Because I, from what I see, a lot of come over when you're so, come over when you are sober. Was very divisive for those gatekeeping OG fans, and I understand gatekeeping, but like, that's his biggest tape. Like, I don't understand why people would fucking I don't know. Hellboy, um, eight out of ten. I it's hard to give it eight out of ten because I just don't like the back half that much. But I may maybe I should give some more listens because I can say comfortably I've listened to Cobain at least. 35 to 40 times. I listened to Gucci Mane quite a few times. This is a song they played quite a few times. Drive By, uh, Hellboy the Intro, which is also very good. I didn't even mention that. Uh, Worlds Away. But once I get past Worlds Away, I can say that I probably have listened to all those songs. Maybe combined less than 15 times. So take that with how you will. I need, I need to give us more spins, but I definitely recommend listening to Hellboy. I mean, if you're a Listen, if you're a SoundCloud rap, you know, um, nostalgic, you got to listen to that. I mean, you got to. You got to. All right. I'm trying to do this justice. I don't know if I can. 
The fan tried to torture him for the secret recipe. He said it's no use, only no half. No speaker that English, only do the math. Psst. Felt no pain. His brain was saturated with cocaine and Rogaine. He said, try scam, no ting. Three car dead. Flying man go for bling. He got blood. I jam over the sting. See spots red. I am so fucking retarded. <laughs> Alright. So, to get the context of what I just said there, which I don't even understand the fuck I just read. Aquatine Hunger Force. Uh, There's an episode where... This this witch doctor is you know ordered in from like the internet, and you know Carl and and you know Shake and everybody they do like like kind of chicken magic to help like re revive Shake, um, and he has them the the uh, it's kind of the same lane as like Mike Clint which is done later on this uh, album actually and then um, the other one uh, God, I'm trying to find it. This this one's is like less lethal than that one, but the other names that kind of sound like I don't know. What you God damn, I have fun. A gag name, that's what they call it. Uh, bend over, you know. <laughs> Nick Kerr, uh, Ditsy Normus, Mike Clitoris, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. This one. He has them say, we tied uh, you gotta slow it down, I am so fucking, I am so fucking, you get it, um, and along with that, so they go through, I, I think this was sponsored, or at least done in collaboration with Adult Swim, they sample, uh, Perfect Hair, uh, Space Goes Coast to Coast, not that shit from the fucking dudes who did Tangerine, uh, whatever their name is, not them, but, the damn show from Adult Swim a while back. Um, at Aqua Teen Hunger Force, obviously, and a couple other odds and ends that they kind of collect, but, you know, they, they really put their work, I think they also referenced Venture Brothers or something like that, but really just <laughs> fun project. If you, list, if you like, mess with Adult Swim Heavy, like, you literally flip the, um, in part, they flip the theme, I think part of the theme from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and they wrapped over, I think, Perfect Hair, uh, just really, really fun joint. Uh, they also kind of like lose some of like the uh, keep the keep the the, the uh, doom theme still whole. And they also have like Ghostface Killer, the a Doom Stark song, which I think if you like follow Doom Starks at all, you know how rare that is. Uh, Seal Green feature. I mean, they really just kind of. I think it's a um, like I try to like be cartoon as he can. I believe it's Talib Kweli, I want to say, on here as well. It's funny. It's uh, it's pretty funny that they are even able to <laughs> put together something like this. That, in the same regard that I say that um, MF Doom, I mean, not MF Doom, J Electronica, like, has beats that, uh, that I don't think too many other people could, like, really hop on and be like, okay, this feels like this works. The cartoon beat... Uh, theatrics, there's nobody hitting those up the way a Doom does. You can go as far as you want. There's nobody rapping for like cartoon flips and and samples from, you know, ancient comics. Like fucking Doom. He just does it better than anybody else. But that's about it. Uh, I got 30 minutes and about 28 minutes in, so it's about time to wrap this up. 
We'll try to get some more out. I mean, I have like, uh, like six more projects I have laid out, uh, including the other major hip-hop projects coming in the past two weeks. If you guessed not Savage Mode 2, it's more than likely you guessed another sequel that I think the artist I just referenced about two minutes ago. Best project I think I've heard this year. I'll try to give it the due justice whenever I do do a review for that. But until then, please share, rate, subscribe, comment. If you're still listening, I doubt you are. But, you know, do all that jazz and uh, comment, please. Let me know if you want this to be shorter. I can just give like a less of an insight into it. I could just be wrong and just give my whole take. But I can try to make it more concise and just stick to my script if you want me to do that. But, hey, peace.